Hello everybody, welcome to the NC podcast. I hope you're really well this week. Today I am going to be discussing how to pursue property as your side hustle. That's the main topic. But before we dive in, of course, as always, I want to go through a little bit of what's been going on this week. The first thing that happened was my level seven. So my master's level students had their exam last week. So for all of you who are listening, and if you did your exam last week, I wish you all of the best. It's been an awesome, awesome uh, semester as per usual, but thank you for making it great. And I hope they come out of it really well. I'm excited to see what comes out of that. Secondly, I want to let you know that I am going to be in the UK the week of the 24th of February and I already have an event booked in and this is an event that's been in the pipeline for ages, I think months and months and months and months. It was something that I was talking about way before we decided to come to New York and that's the first steps onto the property ladder and that's an event on London on the 25th of February that's a Monday Uh, it's a networking event and a panel event and I'm on the panel discussing how you can get onto the property ladder as a first-time buyer it's from 7 p.m to 8 p.m I'm going to put the link in the show notes below so that if you want to come you can click on it and uh, it's a small fee I think it's something like five pounds 92 to come along um it's not my event it's being hosted by the London Young Professionals Network and a crossover with RACS Matrix and quite a few groups have got together to put this on so it's open to anybody if you think that this is for you and you want to come and meet me I'd love to see you there Uh, click on the link and book the tickets and I will see you in London on February the 25th. Oh another really exciting thing that happened this week I'm not going to talk too much about it at the moment, I think this needs a whole podcast. But we finally went under offer on our London flat. Hooray! That's been a couple of months in the making. For those of you who follow my newsletter, I've spoken about that at length. I really have spoken about it at length, how we went through staging it and doing it up. And we recently changed agents on it as well. And yeah, we're under offer. We are 20k over the valuation which is interesting. And that involved a lot of negotiation and making sure that um, we were advertising at the right price. I don't want to jinx this because it's now in the legal process. We are going to go through um, all of that over the next couple of months. Well, I guess it's like six to eight weeks till completion. Once it's completed and the money's back in our bank account safely, I will let you know about it. As you know, as property investors, anything can happen over the next couple of weeks. And so we've still got quite a long wait to go. But at the time of recording, it's been under offer in solicitor's hands for 48 hours. So it's a goer, uh, but we shall see. And I'll keep you updated with that as well. And I've got plans for how we're going to be spending the money. We're still going to be investing in the UK. There may be some investment in the US as well. So I will talk to you about that when it happens. I think now it's a little bit too early. I don't want to jump the gun, but it's definitely, definitely on its way through. So that's everything that's been going on yet again. Another uh, busy week, but a lot of exciting things coming up. So let's talk about how to pursue property as your side hustle. I know that a lot of people who want to get into property investment are always a bit worried about the fact that it could 
take up a lot of time. You don't necessarily have that time, money, resources available. And quite frankly, that whole thing is daunting. And I want to talk to you about how actually it shouldn't be as daunting as you make it out and give you some really, really simple tips so that you can use this as your side hustle. Because not everybody wants to give up their work or what they do in order to just be a full-time property investor or landlord. I get it. I'm not a full-time property investor or landlord, even though it might make out like it is. I lecture at the university. I've got the members club. I do this podcast. Uh, I have other things that go on. You can go through it in my blog. Property investment is just something that really helps my lifestyle. And yeah, of course, I look into it on a daily basis or every other day. Um, at the moment, I'm going through my end of year accounts. I know it's only January, but I want to make sure that I'm up to scratch so that when it comes to April, I've got them all handed in. So there's always kind of a work in progress, but um, it does not by any stretch of the imagination take up all of my time. So let me give you some really good tips. So my very, very, very first tip is start with 15 minutes of consistent action a day. Now, this is true for anything that you're building. For example, even with my business, with NC Real Estate, that is consistent action. Property investment, again, is consistent action. The more consistent you are, the better that you're able to find deals, the better you are to look at your savings, your equity, your assets, anything that you're using to invest in property. So if you can just start with that 15 minutes a day, put that in your diary, make it a non-negotiable. That's a good chunk of time to keep things really moving forward. So once you've got that 15 minutes of time allocated, I mean, it can be wherever you want it to be, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, in your lunch hour, whatever it is. I want you to then think about your goals. What are you actually aiming for? This is something I harp on about all of the time. For those of you who are regular listeners, it's not going to surprise you that I'm going to tell you to start with your goals. And your goals need to be specific to you. I want you to write down how much you want to earn from your property investments, how many properties you'd ideally like to have. Now, please be realistic with this. If you want 20, 30, 40 properties, okay, great. But remember that they take a lot of time to manage, to look after, uh, to deal with. For me personally, I'm always less is more. If I can have a handful of properties that are really high yielding and still increasing in capital value, that's perfect for me. So you have a think about that. What are you looking for as well? Do you want a high net rental income? So you're getting, uh, sorry, a high net rental profit. So you've got £500 in your bank account after all expenses per month. What's that target per property? You get to set that. Also have a think about what type of properties you want to buy. And you do have so many options nowadays. You could have a look at serviced accommodation. If Airbnb is your thing, then definitely you can uh, make those your goals. If you want to do houses of multiple occupations. So you want to let to a number of people in one house. Fantastic. That could be students, young professionals. Be as specific as you can. Who would you be letting to? Who are your ideal audience? Then have a think about whether you would ever consider commercial or a mixed use property. Maybe actually 
you know what, you've just got into this to buy some real simple buy-to-lets. You're going to buy a single property and you're going to let it to one household. You need to brainstorm that and get creative. Get a piece of paper in front of you and write it all down. So from there, you can then start to put together this dream portfolio. What is it? What would your portfolio look like? And aside from that, what will your lifestyle look like when you get there? So that's your very first task. That gives you something to aim for. Then what I want you to do is work backwards and start putting those into smaller, easier to manage steps. So by the end of the next 12 months, I want to have X number of properties. It might just be one and that's absolutely fine. Maybe you haven't even bought your own property yet, the house that you can live in. Maybe that's property number one. Whatever it is, put that first step. Then the second step, third step, fourth step, fifth step, until you get to that goal property portfolio. And hey, it might change along the way. Everything you do here is always a work in progress, but having that plan to start with is the first step. And again, you can do that over week one in 15 minutes a day. Just set your alarm on your phone for 15 minutes and doodle away your goals. The second thing you need to do, and again, this is a real simple task, is look at your assets, your savings, your equity in any properties that you've got at the moment. More often than not, when people come to me and they say, Natasha, I really want to get into property investments, they've not looked at any of this. They don't know what they want. They don't know how many resources they've got already. And that's vital for us to be able to uh, put in place a plan for you. I want you to have a look through everything you've got, you know, down to the fact that you might have a flower pot on your windowsill that you've been collecting pennies in. What is in there? How much money have you got? In reality, you've probably got more than you think, even if that's just £10 more than you think. So have a look for that and write it down. And again, something you can do in 15 minutes a day. Maybe one day you're like, I'm going to open up my whole bank account. I'm going to put down a figure that's in each of my bank accounts. If you're like me and you have multiple bank accounts for different things. Yes, I do. It helps me save. I have a bank account uh, that I share with Chris, uh, my fiance. I have my own personal bank account. I have a bank account for each of my properties. I have a savings account. I have a wedding account. And I have a holiday account. That's a lot of accounts. <laughs> but I like to separate every out everything, but I still keep a record of what's going on in each of my bank accounts. Uh, you could do that one day. The second day, you could go around your house, collect all your pennies, figure out how much is there. The third day, you can see how much equity is in your properties by phoning up your lender, finding out how much, how much money you've got outstanding on your mortgage. Then you could do a brief desktop valuation on Rightmove or Zoopla and estimate how much your, the value of your property is worth right now and then subtract your lending. And then that's how much equity you've got. You can have a look at maybe how much you've got in stocks and shares or other investments. For example, I've lent money on development projects. So I've got that money there for now. Development projects are still going strong. So I'll be getting that money back and I'm getting interest on a monthly basis. Everything, map it out. And again, 15 minutes a day, how long is that? Mm, not that long at all. I'm sure you can manage it. You could even put the television on and do it whilst you're watching the TV or put a good podcast on. Hey, I'm here to support you through it if you want to be with me whilst you're doing it. So now you should, and this should be a buy about week two, should have um, an understanding of 
you know, what you've, what money resources you've got available right now. Go as deep as you possibly can with that. Scour everything, which is why it's a good thing to pick it up on uh, different days. Then what I want you to do is pick an area that you want to invest in. And I'm not going to go through that in too much detail because if you have a look back at last week's podcast, I told you exactly how to to know which area to invest in. So just listen to that and you can use all of my tips of advice. But spend some time. That podcast runs for about 27 minutes. So you could do it over two days worth of 15 minutes or just put it on in on your commute and have a listen. Then from there, you should be able to work out exactly how to find which area you want to invest in. Just pick it, pick an area, get decisive over it because as a property investor, you're going to need to be decisive. Then you can spend some more time setting up Right move alerts, Zoopla alerts, on the market alerts, if that's what you're using. If you're searching for commercial, go on CoStar um, and they've got commercial alerts that will come up for those types of properties. Get in contact with local agents who are advertising your sort of properties. Tell them what you're looking for. Get into a position where people can send you through properties that work for you and what you're looking for. I've not told you yet how to figure out how much you can spend on a property. At the moment, I'm just telling you to look for property number one that's on your goals list of your dream portfolio. That's all you're doing right now. You've set the area, go find the property. Then what you'll start to find is on a daily basis, you're having properties land in your inbox. That's great. Start getting used to having a look through them and seeing how you feel about them. Gut instinct, to a certain extent, is always a really good place to start. Um, click through the images, click through the floor plans. You could even use Rightmove to see how much rental income you'll get on that. Again, you could probably analyze a good three or four properties in 15 minutes simply by opening them up and then comparing how much um, how much rental income you will get in. So why not start doing that? As a property investor, that's what we've got to do on the daily when we're searching for properties. So get used to doing that now. Then I want you to get into the habit of networking. And you can network on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, even Instagram, to a certain extent, is becoming a good place to network. Uh, but obviously, you need to be posting the right pictures to attract the right sort of people who want to come and network with you um, for property investments. And aim to find one in-person live networking event that you can go to on a monthly basis. Now, you might not be the sort of person who likes to go to these big, well-organized, structured kind of networking events. If that's not your scene, why not arrange to meet up for a coffee or a glass of wine with an investor that you've met on an online platform? that's again something that you can do. It doesn't have to take long. You can just drop them an email or a personal message and see what happens and see where it comes, where it goes. Just remember to keep uh, a note of who the people are that you speak to so that if you do get back in contact with them and you've kind of forgotten uh, who they are, or what they've done, you can refer back to your notes because it's the most embarrassing thing, forgetting uh, what someone's done and the fact that you've actually had a conversation with them about it. I always do keep notes to remind myself. Again, 
Networking on Facebook or social media doesn't really have to take that long. Uh, For me, I jump onto Facebook uh, once a day for about 20 minutes to half an hour and try and have uh, some good chats. LinkedIn, I don't do so much. I must admit, I'm not that good at LinkedIn. Um, Instagram, I'm pretty good at um, responding to people and what what they're saying to me. So pick your platforms. You don't have to be on every platform. Pick one to really focus on. If you're not in the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group, jump in there. There's some good networking to be had. Then that can be week three's worth of tasks. Is that what you, that's what you want to do? Aim to do it every single night. Again, keep consistent with your 15 minutes a day. Then I want you to to focus on speaking to a mortgage broker and seeing what kind of funding you can get and what options are available to you. Usually the first thing that you're gonna ask your broker if you haven't got a property already under offer is actually what interest rates you can get, who your best lender is to go with and what they need from you in order to go and check this out. So just having those conversations and you might want to chat to a couple of brokers because not every broker might be for you. You've just got to focus on building your team and a team that suits you. So have those conversations. See if uh, the people you're networking with recommend something And again, really, really simple. Keep it to 15 minutes a day. Then once you're there, you should be feeling like you're actually doing what a property investor does. That's because you are a property investor. Anybody anybody who's interested in property is a property investor. (laughs) I I don't quite get it when people come to me and they're like, oh, I've not started yet. You still are a property investor. Trust me, if you're moving through the motions, you are, you're on your way there to buying your first property. So then you've got these deals coming into your inbox, you're networking with people, you've got a broker who you found, who you quite like the sound of, you know what you're looking for property wise. Now go and have a look at those properties. The properties that are falling into your inbox, just a range of viewing, maybe in your lunch hour, maybe after work, go and have a look. Again, a viewing doesn't take more than about 15 minutes, but start getting your eye in. Start getting your eye in because I think it's a really, really, really good start. That's exactly where you've got to go from. And the more properties you see, the more likely you are to find a deal. And then you have everything that you need in order to start investing in property. You've kind of gone through the first motions. And hey, remember, only 15 minutes a day. Don't put pressure on yourself to do any more than that because quite frankly, you don't need to. Again, I would prefer you to be consistent than just on an ad hoc basis, jump in and out of property investment. Just get in the motions of doing it. You can then start thinking about um, doing deal analysis uh, on your properties. And if you're in the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group, there is a spreadsheet in there called Simple Deal Analysis. Download it and use that to analyze your properties. And I've got another tip of advice for you. Just a, just a little bit of a something that has kept me sane when I, in the days where I was working full time and investing in property on the side have a separate email address for your properties and get that set up early on so that you can get all of your 
your property uh, alerts sent to you via that. And when you do invest in property, uh, your solicitor and all your team can get in contact with you via that email and your tenants can get in contact with you via that email. It's so that it has that off switch and you can jump into that email address when you're doing your property investments and out of it again when you're concentrating on other projects. And it can be a simple Gmail account if that's what you want to do, but it's really great and it works for me keeping that separate. And from there, that's when you start to grow. And at that point, and once you've made this decision to keep consistent and keep actively moving forward, I would then suggest start speaking to an expert. Why would you start speaking to an expert? Well, firstly, because they can point you in the right direction of an area to invest. If you've listened to my podcast and then are a bit like, oh, Natasha, I still don't know where to go. Well, having an expert on hand or somebody who knows the property investment industry really well can help you narrow that down. You should also use an expert for making sure you're using your time efficiently. Often we can get completely overwhelmed by things. I know I do. Every time I'm working on a new project, um, I can feel like I want to do everything all at once. And if I've got somebody that I can turn to and say, oh, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed by this, more often than not, they'll come back to me and say, you know what? You actually only need to do X, Y, and Z and you'll have the same results. I remember when I first started NC Real Estate and I was trying to be on all different social media platforms and um, somebody said to me, Natasha, just aim at Facebook. And that was revolutionary. Just doing one thing helped me to be really successful there. And that's where my brand grew. It's also good to have an expert because they can give you that pep talk when things don't seem to be going right. Sometimes you just need to go back into a a mindset space and think, actually, how can I turn this around and see the positives? When you're starting anything, it can be really soul destroying sometimes because you're making progress, but it's minuscule little baby steps. And that's not ideal. But if you've got someone on hand, they can show you actually how incredibly well you're doing and celebrate your progress for you. And also having an expert, well, they can give you that first or second opinion, which is actually so vital to having somebody else on board that you can have as a sounding board gives you that confidence to go forward when you're not 100% sure of what's happening. So I would, for anybody who is pursuing property as their side hustle and you want it to be your side hustle, make sure you also find somebody who can be that support. And I've always been very open with the fact that I have people around me who support me like that. So make sure that you do too, because they will help you to keep consistent with that 15 minutes of action a day. So there we have it. That's how to pursue property as your side hustle. So just before I end this podcast, as usual, I have got a question from within the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. This week's question is from John and he says, what are the best long-term exit strategy options for high yielding, low value buy to let? And should this influence how I manage the portfolio today? Great question. So As I understand the question, John is asking about a portfolio which really isn't going to increase in value, but has got quite a high rental income, which makes it a high yielding portfolio. 
So John, here is what I would do if I was if I was managing that kind of portfolio. I would always seek to increase the rent. So I would look at how I can improve the rent, how much that's going to cost, how much, how I could make my properties on par with um, properties at that next rental level above. So to figure that out, you're going to go, need to go on Rightmove or Zoopla. And say your properties are getting a rental income of £700 per calendar month, go and have a look at what properties look like which are being advertised at £750 per calendar month. Then what you've got to do is th think, how much is it going to cost me to get that jump? Now, of course, you don't want to spend huge amounts of money if it's not going to get you that far. So if you're spending like 30 or 40 grand on something to get you that extra 50 pounds a month, probably not going to be worth it. But if there's little things that you can do, maybe to modernize your property, make it look very uh, sleek, then it might be worth putting that in place. So always work on maximizing your rental income where you can. Then my exit strategy would be to probably sell some of the properties in 10, 15 years time uh, and use the equity within the portfolio to pay off the mortgages on the other properties within your portfolio. So probably the highest yielding properties you'd uh, pay down on those mortgages and therefore increasing the net profit that you get from that. Um, and then if you really wanted to exit out of property investment altogether, you didn't want that portfolio anymore, then I would sell it as an investment portfolio um, and see if you could uh, get another landlord or another property investor to pay you investment value for it. So sell it as a package of um, property investments that are in really good condition. So make sure they've been well maintained um, and they look they're in good repair and they look nice. Um, make sure that you've got some great tenants in there who are paying um, a good market rent. And then I would look to package up the portfolio and sell it on to another property investor who could either take it on as um, an asset which they just continue managing because you've done all the, the work there. Um, so they're paying you a premium for the portfolio or maybe they have other ideas. But that would probably be a long-term thing. If you're generating a really good income from it and um, you know it's, uh, it's something that you like and it's not causing you too much hassle, then keep it for as long as you could. But that would be my exit strategy for that type of portfolio. So here we are at the end of this week's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Thank you for coming and listening. If you've got any questions, then do come and jump into the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group because that's the place to have your questions answered. You never know, you might have your question answered on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about what I do, head on over to www.ncrealestate.co.uk. If you're on Twitter or Instagram, my handle's at Natasha C. Collins. And I just want to thank you for coming and listening this week. And I will catch up with you again next week. Have a lovely week.